This is Faith. And this is Anna. And this is Let's Just Go For One, a podcast about kind of normal women talking about kind of normal things. This is our dedication to all the good feels that come from just spending even just a half hour with your bestie. All topics include celebrities, to motherhood, to marriage, to divorce, to wellness, astrology, and the latest beauty trends. Whether you're at your desk, in your car, working out, or just enjoying some alone time. Hey, Faith. Hey, Anna. Let's just go for one. Well, hello, Faith. Hey, Anna. How are you today? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. We're both a little <laughs> bit frazzled. We are frazzled. So Faith reminded me to take some deep breaths before we started. <laughs> Thank you for that. We don't have a drink of this podcast, but we really should. Oh, for God's sake, right? <laughs> we, of all of them, we definitely should today. People always ask us the hardest thing about doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely say for this season already, it's just been the time. Oh my God. It's been <laughs> insane, which we knew this because we started in the summer when things were a little more calm. Yes. And then, I mean, we kicked off right before the holiday season. So <laughs> we had it coming. But here we are. Yay! <laughs> we are. We've got about 20 minutes before my kids come home. <laughs> cool. This is this is gonna be on speed. We're, yes, We're good. Exactly. We're good. Exactly. Um, just to kind of really quick preface it, this is we actually met with um Reverend Ellen Bourne. Yes. And guys. This is our medium astrology episode, and it is insane. Yes. Oh, my God. Wait till you guys even listen. So we're we, excited. Yes. We have some housekeeping stuff beforehand, though. We do. Um, so we still have our Bar Align um, Bar training yep. event going on. So their Bar Intensity training is coming up. It's next weekend. You can go on Buff and Flow and check it out. It's being taught by Kat Henry, who you can follow her at bar line. Um, and make sure you're checking out our social media at let's just go for one. We have info there. Um, also we have our Australia event on Friday, yes. which is really exciting guys. I'm not going to lie. Anna doesn't even know. I have a couple of surprises up my I mean, sleeve. Every goddamn <laughs> event. She comes up with like 35 surprises. It's pretty exciting. We're going with the theme Australia. So just get ready. Well, just think of who's from Australia. They better be get ready. Words. Uh, Hemsworth may be involved. (laughs) (laughs) They better be attending. That's the only thing I care about. But guys, you guys can still sign up at at MindBody on the app at Rise Fitness. It's Friday, January 17th from 6.30 to 7.15. We will be there and we will be getting our butts kicked alongside of you. Yes. For a good cause. Cash at the door, $15 donation. Yes. Thank you for that. Um, Faith, do you have a wait what? I have a quick one. Go ahead. Shout out to my daughter. It is her 15th birthday oh today. My God, that's so crazy. Which is crazy. And you know, the craziest part about it, which is my wait, what is like when, <laughs> when I tell someone I have a 15 year old, the best case scenario uh, is that they think I was 16 when I had her. Oh, that's the best case yeah. scenario because yeah. they hear 15 and then they look at me. So they either assume I was 40. I'm, I'm currently 45. <laughs> Or they think <laughs> I had her at 16. So you know what, guys? I'll take the 16. Like, yeah. I just there's no winning in this situation. Yeah, like, exactly. everyone's like 15. I can Let see the numbers, like, math. computing like, in their head. 
Yeah. <laughs> They're like that meme from The Hangover. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Zach, Zach Galifianakis' computing <laughs> yeah. numbers. Yes. Except I haven't had my Botox done in a few months. And um, yeah, it's really obvious that people are just going towards the 40s. And I'm like, I'd rather you think I had her at 13 right. than think I'm 45. Thank right. you. No, totally understandable. <laughs> but happy totally birthday to my daughter. That, happy birthday, Keely. That's so <laughs> exciting. Pretty soon we'll be sisters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing. Um, How about you? Do you have a wait what? Uh, the only wait what I have is um, that. So I started my yoga teacher training this weekend. So it was like all night Friday night. I went there right from work, um, got home very late. And then, and late for me is like 9.30. That is late. Um, it is. That's yeah, late. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yesterday it was all day from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Then came home literally 8. And I went to bed because I was so tired. Um, so we had a huge windstorm last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, no, I don't even because my Christmas shit is still outside. So, yeah. Oh, and geez. I have bad luck with that on a good day. So on a super <laughs> windy day, I'm like, this shit's going to be everywhere. Yeah. So You're I just spreading the Christmas joy to your yeah, neighbors. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so this morning I woke up naturally with like just enough time to get out the door. The dog <laughs> peed on the carpet on the way out. I'm like, sweet. Cool. Okay. So yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So I'm pulling out of my driveway and I look at my house <laughs> and, it, and I was like, my house looks like a like 19 year old sorority girl. <laughs> <laughs> the trees are I have like two taller trees in the front. They're knocked down. Christmas decorations. Oh There's gosh. like a red bow somewhere. I have four wreaths on like the windows in the front. <laughs> I didn't even notice that one was missing. Oh the garland. No. Yeah. The garland around the door is like half you can't open the door because the garland's oh. blocking it. Oh my god. I'm like, oh well, that's just going to have to stay like that until tonight. And then the best part was I get a text from my neighbor and she's like, oh, I have one of your wreaths. Oh, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know it was missing. She's <laughs> two houses down. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, yeah, it was in our landscaping. <laughs> so at one point, I'm going to need to fix the sorority girl outside oh. and just take down the Christmas decorations. Just tell them obviously. you're going with like a Wizard of Oz uh, yeah. post-tornado theme. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. We're totally fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm like Ross on Friends. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Bye. Don't eat her sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) We just talked about that today. Um, Uh, So anyways, we're going to dive right into the episode. Yeah. So you guys, I mean, Ellen breaks it down into astrology. She talks about the forecast for uh, 2020. Well, wait, we have to back this up. We have to back this up. I have to just say this. I know we don't have time to slow it down, but I'm slowing it down for a hot second. Okay. So I'm more of an amateur when it comes to like the medium, the astrology. I'm really being introduced to it mainly from Anna Mm -hmm. um, and like doing this podcast. And it's been so eye-opening and so... um, impressive, really. Honestly, it's validated so many different things that I couldn't kind of find answers to before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I really think it's incredible. So Anna's like, you know, we're going to have her on. She's amazing. And, you know, I kind of I wasn't really skeptical skeptical. That's not really the word, but I guess I'm always like, I want to stump them or I want to see like, I, I just feel like I don't know. I'm still such a newbie that I just want to see if they're going to be correct or I want right. to. And 
as an amateur going into it with really kind of cynical or skeptical eyes, mm-hmm. um, you'll notice I don't speak. <laughs> you were so quiet. The My jaw time. hit the floor. Yeah. Guys, this is an unreal episode. She made sense of things that I didn't even ever connect to astrology right? or mediumship before, especially if you're a Capricorn. Oh, you, you guys better need to tune in. Up, this is insane. And let me tell you guys that right when I walked in and I'm actually mad we didn't get this on I recording. I know. Right when I walked in, she talked to me about my birthday, which mm-hmm. as you guys all know is the struggle of my life. Right. And truly, 100% is like almost sure that my birthday is not December 22nd. See? She went back. She had facts. And she wants me to come back. And I'm going to make an appointment with her because my mind was blown. She's like, I can have you read certain statements and do this and do this and do this. And I can find out when your birthday is. And she validated a lot of kind of concerns I have about it Mm -hmm. without even knowing me. And she right away was like, you're a Sagittarius. You're not a Capricorn. She's like, and she said things like out of the blue and, and I don't want to really say too much because I haven't asked if I have his permission, but right away, she also said things about my husband that were so spot on that there's Mm -hmm. no way in hell anyone would have known that like my, my jaw hit the floor immediately. True story. She said things that nobody even knows that he's doing type thing. Like uh, I was, I was just blown away. You guys have to listen. And what is crazy First, I just want to say that how we got this interview, I had a reading with her last Monday. Uh, one of my dear friends, Emily, got it for me as a gift. So I had my reading with her. She was so spot on with everything. I was like, um, would you be interested in being on our <laughs> podcast? And she said yes. And I was like, Faith, trust me on this. Like, we have to yeah. have her on. And a thousand percent. This is why we trust each other because it was just the most epic, epic podcast. We didn't really know how it was going to go, but mm-hmm. I, I was honestly blown away by everything she said. So we hope you guys enjoy it and we'll be back after. We are here with Reverend Ellen Bourne. So to uh, give you some background, Reverend Ellen is a psychic, a medium, and a master astrologer, and she's world-renowned for her incomparable accuracy in her work with spirit. Having discovered her gifts as a child, Ellen has spent her lifetime practicing and honing these talents to better serve her clients. She began her career as an RN, practicing her medical intuition, then later served her community as a reverend, medium, and master astrologer. Her unique practice and unmatched talent has brought her clients ranging from business executives to professional sports teams. I already have questions. This is amazing. I know. Um, As the former president of the Lilydale Assembly, Reverend Ellen has dedicated her life to bringing the love and light of the spiritualist community to people everywhere. She serves clients both locally in Western New York area and internationally by offering classes, workshops, and church services outside of Lilydale. She has been able to touch the lives of many who may not have experienced spiritualism otherwise. Since beginning her work in the spirit world, Reverend Ellen has expanded her practice from mediumship and astrology. She has recently been certified as a Reiki master and added homeopathy to her practice to better provide healing and balance to those who consult with her. Well, hello, Ellen. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) My pleasure to be here. I mean, quite the intro. Yes. (laughs) 
I've had a good time doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. That is what matters. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about, so you started recognizing that you had this gift when you were young. About eight years wow, of age. Oh, really? Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. I had this odd sensation that certain older people, and I mean very old people, like great-grandparents and stuff, mm-hmm. when they would cross, because we visited them. And so I remember one time we visited uh, my great-grandfather. And I'd say, I don't know, I'm going to guess, maybe he was between 85 and 90 years of age. And he didn't look any different to me than he ever looked. But when he kissed me goodbye, there was something about that that um, stuck with me. Like I can still feel his face on my face, even though it was like over 50 years ago. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then he, well, like we used to go there like once a week or every other week. And before our next visit with him, he had passed. Wow. But he didn't look any different to me than he looked on that day. So then I thought, hmm, something's going on here. <laughs> and you know how um you know how certain electric lines they say are producing things that aren't good for people? Like mm-hmm. if you live too right. close to them, your right. incidence of brain cancer and mm-hmm. stuff is higher. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was walking underneath them on my way home from school sometime, I could feel that energy and I thought I was crazy because I did not know what it was. Right. But wow. I could detect it, but I had no idea. I mean, when you're 10, and that was a long time ago. So there weren't any books on this. It wasn't on TV. There were no movies. And I was afraid to uh, ask many people about this because I was afraid they would think I was um, something wrong with me right. or that I had invisible friends for, and I was too old for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and nobody I knew talked about it. So I used to hang out at the Brighton Public Library, which is part of the Erie County Library System. Every Saturday I'd go there and look for books that had something to do with, I don't even know what to call it. I didn't know the word psychic, mm-hmm. okay? So I started reading um, like biographies of inventors, like junior chapter books, mm-hmm. or maybe a president, because I thought, oh, these people were smart. They invented something. Maybe <laughs> they know something wrong that I was. Maybe they did, but certainly wasn't in those books. So I read tons. I don't know. I just kept looking, looking, looking. So at that time, I decided I wanted to become a librarian because eventually I would wanted to work at the Smithsonian Library in Washington, D.C. So on my lunch hour, I could find out what this was. Have you never so been there? That interesting. is so fascinating. Isn't that crazy? Well, they always say like the one thing that kills fear is education. So if you have something that you're scared of or worried about or, you know, to educate yourself on it gives you more of a, you're in control of what's going on. So that's really interesting. Yes, but I didn't make it to that library. Oh my God. (laughs) No, until about 10 years ago, because my godson married someone from Washington, D.C. So when we went there for the wedding, I got a library card for the Smithsonian. Oh, that's so cool. I went in there and I actually did this. I looked up, you know. I said, oh, my God, if you knew how many books were in there and how funny it was, it would have taken me 50 years of working there to just pull out one book at a time, you know, and find it. So oh my, my concept was a little naive, but that's okay. <laughs> and I, I finally it. got there. I think that's so special. Yeah. Oh, I was, yes, I was having a great time. I love that. So that is- when, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So around like eight, 10, like when was like the age where you started to understand or like, I guess, receive messages? When I was eight, but I didn't know what it was. But you just couldn't translate it because you weren't Or I sure. have a dream about something and I, okay. then it would happen. But who do you tell that to back in the early 1960s? Right. And you're having, I mean, 
once or twice, people will just pass it off. But if it happens a lot, right, or you're whatever, then I would. I was afraid people would think that I was weird, crazy, <laughs> right, whatever, because it wasn't in the common language like it is today. Yeah. Yeah. So at what point did you figure it out? What happened was in the Brighton Public Library. <laughs> no, seriously. Good old library. <laughs> it isn't there anymore. I think it's a senior center. But at any rate, I um, in seventh grade, you had to write a report about science and the scientific method. Mm-hmm. And you had to do an experiment. Oh, yeah, I remember that. In grade yeah. seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, um, I didn't know what I was going to write about. And some kids were like growing plants under different colors, cellophane or making a motor or I don't know, doing their little experiments. And so I walked in there because I didn't know what I was going to do. And there was a teeny, teeny little magazine there called Science Digest, which now is a real life magazine. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was just looked like a TV, like a booklet, like a TV guide, like, like a oh, Reader's yeah. Digest. Yes. Well, even skinnier though. Wow, because Reader's Digest has a lot of pages. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, it was sitting out, and there. I don't know if people are familiar with the ESP testing cards, but there's like a square, a circle, a triangle, a squiggly line, and an asterisk. There's like four of each. And so, um, and one of them was on the front cover of this magazine. It said, can you guess what card is on page 52? And I go, that one. And I opened up and there it was, the card. And then I learned there was such a thing as ESP. Oh, yeah. So then I knew what I thought I had. <laughs> you diagnosed yourself. Like a disease or <laughs> yes. something, I had ESP. <laughs> but at least it gave me some... I learned that there was a Dr. Rhine, R-H-I-N-E, mm-hmm. who started the first parapsychology lab in the United States at Duke University. And these were his early experiments. And so I read it. It was just a few, but at the bottom of the article, lo and behold, for $1, you could send away for the official score pad, and $2, you could get the official cards. Oh, wow. So I needed $3 of stamp in an envelope. And I was babysitting for my next-door neighbor. And this guy was uh, a physicist. So I showed him this article. I asked him if he ever heard of Duke, because what did I know? Right, right. I mean, I wasn't, right? And he told me it was like a real place and it was a real person. (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't just, well, I didn't know. Right. And so that was in the days when you got paid, I don't know, 50 cents an hour and a dollar after midnight to babysit. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I was hoping he and his wife would stay out sort of late because I needed my $3. <laughs> and so You need some midnight folk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it took me like twice of babysitting and I got the money and sent away for it. And I told my teacher this, I was going to copy one of. Ryan's experiments was going to be my project. Oh, that's cool. Because he did it in a laboratory at a university. Right. Mm-hmm. That so, makes it legit. Yeah. And so he, yeah. believe it or not, said okay. Yeah. So I was like testing, doing exactly what he said in the book. Because really I was testing me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I learned it was like something legitimate and. Wow. That's so interesting. Whatever. That's amazing. I know. It's just how things happen in life. So can you tell us a little bit, so you started your career as an RN, and talk a little bit about medical intuition. Well, I always had sort of a bit of that psychic intuition. Mm -hmm. My father and grandfather were both pharmacists, so Mm -hmm. I grew up around sort of a little bit of a medical and business, because that's when people owned their own drugstore Mm -hmm. back in the day. 
And so um, I decided eventually I wanted, well, actually, that isn't what happened. I went to college <laughs> initially to be either a reading teacher or a librarian. Mm -hmm. But then I discovered astrology. And it's, I was so taken by it. I quit college to be an astrologer wow. and went to be a waitress to be able to support myself because I had my own place by then. Mm -hmm. So um, after a number of years of doing that, I decided I wanted to um, go back to school. And my father was like calling me every day, yelling at me because he <laughs> thought I was being goofy <laughs> and impractical, but neither of them were there. So I decided I was going to go to nursing school. And um, so I did, because I thought I could manage that and not have to give up my other stuff because of the program I signed up for. Mm -hmm. So then I became a nurse, and um, the easiest part of nursing for me, believe it or not, was psychiatry. Mm -hmm. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does. it does. Yeah. But it's not the most popular in nursing school. And a lot of people, kids, whatever, young people I went to school with were afraid of the patients in the department because they are can be somewhat unpredictable. Right. But I had a good sense of, like, who was cool and who was not. Mm -hmm. And so at that time, the um, state board was divided in five sections. And you had to pass every section, but you knew your score. So if you flunked one section, you could still be a nurse temporarily and retake the section. And I got like a 97 or 98% on that section. Wow. So then I was sure after I got the score that, but they had hired me at the psychiatry department anyhow mm -hmm. on the graduate license. And then when I got that, I was like, okay, I'm in the right place. Either that or I wanted to be a surgical nurse mm -hmm. because there was a person who worked in the surgery department with a breast surgeon. Or female, it was a female, the only female breast surgeon on board in the there. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he worked with her, he was an OR tech, mm -hmm. and he could feel the cancer. So once she did the operation, he would pass his hand. I mean, he had a real job there, but it was like a big secret over where the incision was. And if he went like that, then they take a film of it, you know, while the person was still knocked out to make sure they got it all. And they always found it. So they, it was this big secret that they worked together as a team. So then you obviously wanted to work with him. Right. Or with them. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. somebody else that I could learn to do. I wanted to do one or the other. One was more the mental, but it was medical intuition either way. Right. Mm -hmm. And also because I worked at a big urban hospital that was affiliated with the university. They had a library inside the hospital for the medical students. So I could know, I could get all these articles and follow all the research. Yeah. I, not even, I would just go there in my lunch hour. And after all, I got to know the librarian of research on like these different things. I mean, real live research. So um, it's the best of both worlds. Yes. But meanwhile, nobody knew what I was doing there. Right. I mean, other than yeah. what they thought my job was, because right. uh, you can't say that. Right, right. Especially right. in the psychiatry department. Say you're <laughs> hearing yeah. voices is not a very good, <laughs> or seeing spirits. You know, they'd say, lady, you're on the wrong side of the desk. Yeah. <laughs> but I find it so interesting that you kept finding all these paths to just find like like-minded people or like-minded situations right, or right. like-minded articles or educate yourself to have some sort of validation in what you were going through. And I can really appreciate that. And I can't imagine what it's like to be raised in a time when that's not even like, that's so unheard of. Right. Well, by the time you I know? got, well, well, don't forget, I found Lily Dale or it found me when I was age in grade 11. Oh, okay. Wow. So that helped me quite a bit. Okay. Cause I, um, had a teacher 
an American history teacher. And at the school I went to, they taught sociology. So I thought I was a grown-up taking sociology in high school. Wasn't I cool? <laughs> so at any rate. But he was talking about different communities in the area, like the Amish and their cultural thing. And, you know, places you could go to. Yeah. Or like right. not too far away from here, Joseph Smith, um, you know, discovered the Mormon tablets. Like you, it's oh, not okay. that far away. It's close right. to Rochester. Right. So he was just talking about local places where the value and the culture is very different. And he talked about Lilydale. Wow. And so the poor man, after class, I was like, <laughs> I couldn't get away from his desk. He probably needed a fly swatter. But um, <laughs> no, because I was bugging him every day. Like, where was this place? What right. was it about? Yeah. And so I finally did go there that summer. I brought my mother's car when I was 17 and drove down there wow. and walked in there. It was before the season opened. And so I didn't wasn't too many people around, but I go, this is a whole village of people who do this. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So that helped me to, yeah, you know, learn there too. Mm -hmm. Wow. A little bit about what, what it was, because that's part of their, but they have a religion about that called spiritualism. Right. So I became interested in that and studied there and still go there. So at what point did you stop being a nurse and then mm, start uh, doing this full time? Well, I, I first cut my nursing hit 50 50. Mm -hmm. I worked there part time for, oh, I don't even know, a long time, at least 15 years. But I had a radio show like under a different name, and in Louis Joe, I had like whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was always doing that. But in, let me think, about 10 or 12 years ago, I decided I was going to leave my employment there. Mm hmm. And do something else that had to do with uh, health insurance before it was, I, I don't know how long ago it was, before Obamacare existed. Right. Because I was working for a company that was trying to make a reasonable cost health insurance because mm -hmm. it would need it at the time. And then for, and I only worked there part time, but for whatever reason, that company went out of business. And I said, well, I guess my lesson is now this is what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, that's the universe. Yeah. Yes. The universe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Universe. Said, guess what, lady? You're done. Yeah. So I'm kind of going, I'm jumping slightly. No, I'm sorry. So but I was also the president of Lilydale at that time. Yeah. Which is really interesting, which I want to talk about how oh. that happened as well. But my, I have a question for you. So I would assume like with anything, becoming um, more trained at the gift that you have is with practice, I would of assume. Course. So once you started kind of recognizing that you had this like special talent, I don't even know, like I, I'm not quite sure exactly how to categorize it, but once it's you- It's a gift, like yeah, you have gift. a gift Thank for the you. radio maybe. Yes. Thank for you. you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, once you realize that you had this gift and you, you started to hone in, yes- it, sure. Um, <laughs> I found one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And what I was going to ask you too is, did you find it hard to be working as a nurse and dealing with like patients and being around that kind of medical community with so many like voices and messages coming through? No, because I have the ability to separate that. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's can, really interesting. I can, I can like, it's almost like being in two conversations at once. Okay. Or I can download it. No, I can do it and not be distracted from did what that, I'm doing. Did okay. that take you a long time to learn how to do that? Or was that something that right away you were able to kind of separate? Oh, no. I remember on the very first day of nursing school, they took all of us, a bunch of girls, 
um, because we were girls at the time, (laughs) um, on a tour of the whole hospital. And um, I remember I could see spirits around some of the patients or the people walking in the hallway. And and I said, and it's very intense because there's so many, you know. That's why I'm just curious because you're in the medical field and with this gift and it's got to be overwhelming. No, well, it wasn't overwhelming. But when they assign me, like when they assign you to your first patient, you don't know how to do very many things. Right. And first you're (laughs) nursing school. So they assign you people like, where they can't get out of bed and you have to make the bed with them in it. Right. Oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Or, um, <laughs> you know, people that need like maybe some assistance with a sponge bath, but right. they can't, you can't do that many treatments cause you haven't been taught. Right. So they assigned me this lady, a rather large individual, mm-hmm. and I was supposed to make the bed with them in the bed. Cause you got to like roll them over, make that half. And then uh, okay. it's a little tricky. I need to learn how to do this for my teenager, by the way. <laughs> no, you don't. You need, your teenager learns to make their own bed. Pick her out. You are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this person couldn't get out of bed. That's a horse of another color. Right, right. But they also had one of those old fashioned IVs with the big glass bottle. Oh, Ooh. yeah. You know, where you'd count the drip rate with no computer. So um, I thought, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I love this patient because I want to know if the person's soul is in their body or not in their body. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to find out by giving them a bath and, you know, being so, cl- I didn't know who it was and, uh, you know, making this bed. And I was nervous because it was my very first patient. Right. So was everybody else. So I was sort of distracted. And what I did was when I moved her over to the other side of the bed, I forgot to lock the wheels on the bed. So the bottom half of the bed went like oh, sort no. of split and knocked into the IV bottle. And it smashed to smithereens <gasps> and made this huge loud noise all over the floor with those shards of glass. And there was oh, all that God. sticky goo in it. Oh, my God. And I remember. These two nurses came blasting at high speed into the room, like, what's this nursing student doing in there? And so, um, and I remember when their shoes, I remember the sound of their shoes, like, sticking to the floor on the glass as they tried to get over to me. Because <laughs> oh I was so amplified because I was so nervous. Right. And I thought they were going to kick me out of nursing school. And they said, well, what happened? And I had to make up an excuse because I couldn't very well say, oh, I was just checking to see where their soul was. So I forgot <laughs> to lock the bed, right? <laughs> not too swift. And, and then I learned that I could not do both of those things at once. Wow. And until I learned more about how to do nursing, I could not do that then because it was not correct. Wow. I had to learn it and then integrate it in later. That's wow. so interesting. Little by little until it became like that I could do both. That's really That's impressive. amazing. Yeah, well, I thought they were kicking me out and everything. <laughs> I'm right. glad you didn't lose your job. I know. No, that Same. was when I was a student. I thought yeah. they were going to kick me out of <laughs> nursing program. School. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the very first day of clinical <laughs> practice. I mean, I'm sure you weren't the first one that happened to. <laughs> well, maybe making an error, but not for their reason. Yeah, exactly. I certainly couldn't tell them the reason. <laughs> or I would have been kicked out. Yes. So I had to pretend. Oh, yes, I forgot to lock the bedroom. <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so talk about your time at Lilydale. So you had mentioned earlier that in order to kind of hone your gifts, you found a mentor. Yeah, well, I found a mentor at Lilydale who lived in Buffalo. Oh, actually in oh. Cheektowaga. They're on the other side in spirit now. So while I was 
we had a class one night a week. We'd mm-hmm. go and practice a few other people, and a lot of them were healthcare professionals too. One teacher, two nurses. It was a small class. Yeah. And Thelma was my teacher's name. I love her name. Yes. And she, you know, we'd sit around and she would teach us whatever, mm-hmm. how to tune in on messages, on healing. She was a good healer. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went for years and years to this class. And in the summer then, when Louie Joe has more classes, right. I would go study there. So uh-huh. I, and then I finally got to be a healer in the healing temple after doing that. So what's the process to get to that point? Well, you have to um, be trained to do it. Okay. And then at the time, I mean, that was a long time ago, there was a group of healers in the healing temple. Mm -hmm. It's still the same. And they would sort of, one of them might be your patient and they would observe, you know, how you did and then interview you and interview the person who was seated. It may be a couple people, you know, the people Mm -hmm. would volunteer to be, because they would know the difference if they were a healer. Right. To just make sure you were. Not just doing it correctly, but appropriately, because you can't really touch the people. Okay. And you can go, like, in their aura. Mm-hmm. But you can't, uh, you know, you can, like, maybe touch their hands when you say an opening and closing prayer. But you're okay. not supposed to, um, like, drag your hands along the body, and you don't want to touch anybody in an inappropriate area. Okay. Well, yeah. That's well, true for general life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but... um. I'll just say at times they had some issues there. Oh. That they had asked people to remove their self because they thought they were not. Wow. A question mark. I'll just put it that way. Wow. And which is good they did that because they need to um, make sure the people there are appropriate. Right. So how did you become president? Well, how did I ran for election? Um, <laughs> no, but a few people it were encouraging me. I was on different committees, mm-hmm. and somebody said, "Why don't you run for election?" And so, but you don't run for president; you just run to be on the board, mm-hmm. and the board elects its own officers. Okay. So I was elected to the board, and then the board elected me to be the president. And just so for people, because a lot of people who listen to our podcast are local as well. Oh, I'm so, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. You you're, have nothing to apologize uh, yeah. about. Can you give them like kind of a brief overview of what Lilydale is so they understand? Yes. Lilydale began, it's a village, and it began in 1879, right before the Civil War. Because the, which was, or after, I'm sorry, 1860s was the Civil War. But President Lincoln, if you look at American history, had seances in the White House. Wow. And a lot of people thought he was having them there because his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, had like lost a lot of children because it was, you know, due to women's health issues. And he blamed or I'll just say the press blamed it on her and made her seem like she was a little cuckoo because she wanted to speak to her children that either, you know, passed as, you know, within a few days of birth or very young. Mm -hmm. But the truth was at the same time in England, that's when the rise of spiritualism was happening. And um, Sherlock Holmes was one of the people who believed in that. And all these spiritual churches were popping out in England and in Scotland and in the UK and really all over the world. So they're um, always way ahead of us. Yes. But what happened was during the Civil War, well, a lot of people died in the Civil War, the percentage of people in the country. Mm-hmm. Right. A significant portion. And sometime, like if a regiment would go somewhere, not one person would come home wow. from it. 
And if you and there's a book actually written called I forgot by Drew Gilpin Faust, who's the president of Harvard University and women's studies. And then she became she wrote a book about women's history in the Civil War. And if you want to get an eye opening book, read it. Huh. Because these people did not stay in these mansions like in Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. They traveled with their family. Who do you think cooked for these people and right. everything? It's a complete, but, and the, you know, those quilts, mm-hmm. they used to sew like at a quilting bee. Right. Well, the women would stay home and they would observe like the other side, like the soldiers going through town, and they would weave secret messages into the quilts. That's why they did that. When they hung them over the patio, it was like the enemies this way or go that way. But that's what they were really doing. Wow. Which that's most super people cool. don't know about. But it's in this book. So um and other things about, but at any rate, she also has a chapter on spiritualism in there. So a lot of people were practicing um what do you call it? Like a Ouija board type thing? Okay. Uh-huh. But they would make their own. Right. There wasn't the U.S. game company. Right. To make, so they take, to, <laughs> no, they would make them themselves, right. like mm-hmm. out of a piece of paper and use like a cup for the planchette, you know, right. the thing that moves. Because mm-hmm. they would want to know if their relatives were alive, if they were okay. Wow. And so mm-hmm. people were sitting around in their living room, mm-hmm. the women, right. and the kids. And that's, so then he did that in the White House. And supposedly he received some information about how to, like bring things. He was a genius at the end of the war to bring things together. Mm-hmm, they right. wouldn't have done that. You'd be living in three different countries now. Right. I mean, the U.S. would be split. And so, and he was a spiritualist. So there's a lot of pictures of Abraham Lincoln in Lilydale, and Lilydale opened right after that time because really? people would take a train. Yes, it's a town of about I don't know 500 people maybe in the summer. Yeah. There's and it's a village. There's about 10 streets. Wow. And they'd come and listen to these talks, go mm-hmm. to church. They'd have like meetings where people would give lectures on whatever you know was going on at the time, mesmerism, astrology, mm-hmm. back in the day. Wow! And so, um, and it's the largest spiritualist town in the whole world. Actually, really? not that it's that big, but they have a couple churches. They have a library full of all these old books about that stuff. Oh yeah. It's they have a history museum there that has really unusual things in it that you won't see other places, like slates that people wrote on, spirit drawings. And how far is Lilydale from Buffalo? Just so people can kind of get about 45 minutes. 45 minutes. minutes. I, depending where in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. If you're closer toward the South Towns, it's closer. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'd say it's probably about an hour from Buffalo. Okay. Yes. I work in Chautauqua County, so. Oh, just yeah. so people who are listening time. know who yes. have never visited Lilydale. Yes, it's in Chautauqua County, like between um, Dunkirk and Fredonia yeah. area right. and Jamestown. So we're so lucky to have that so close to us. Oh, right. it's unbelievable. That's yeah. why I think I was born in Buffalo, because right? I don't like cold weather, so it has to be the reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but in the, in the very, it opens on the, I think the last Friday in June. Mm-hmm. And I always have a big bus tour that goes down there. Or just a tour if you're not coming from Buffalo and people meet there. And then we, and it's also the weekend. I think the Tibetan monks are in town. You can see them for free and meditate with them. Wow. So that's always a very popular activity that we, I just do it one day a year. And it really is like such a beautiful and peaceful place. Oh, like, yeah. The old trees right the lake. there. Yes. A little so for a virgin forest is there. Everything's yeah. there in miniature. Yes. Yes. It's like a little huh. fairy. Yeah, and they have a fairy trail, mm-hmm. but it's very oh. old fashioned. Yeah. Like nothing's too modern there. The yeah. houses are like the Victorian era. Yes, yes. 
it's it's really funk. Sounds lovely. It's Victorian funk. <laughs> That's a great way to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> so for this segment, we wanted to do kind of a forecast for 2020. So an astrological forecast. Okay. So to start it <laughs> off, 2020 is very it's a very significant astrological year. Correct. Can you explain a little bit behind that? Yes. Well, first of all, you have to study where the planets are. Okay. And sometimes the planetary alignments are more uh, significant than others or more powerful depending on the combinations. Okay. So, for example, right now, there's a cluster of five planets in the sign of Capricorn. Okay. And having, which there's only 10 planets in the, that we use in astrology. Okay. And I'm not counting the sun and moon, but I am because I know they're luminaries and technically not planets. But when half of the zodiac is in one part of the sky, mm-hmm. and there's, then that is a very powerful time because all the energy is clustering together. Okay. So, does that then mean that people who are Capricorns are going to be more affected by it? Yeah, but people who are Aries, Cancer, and Libra will also be strongly affected by it in a more self-examining and time-to-make-changes way Ooh. that is more intense. Okay. Because when everything's in one spot, mm-hmm. it's I mean, just think about it. It is that. Right. Like if you had five people in a room instead of one, yeah. mm-hmm. it would be a little more crowded in your room. Right. So the energy <laughs> that would be produced by five people talking would be louder than one. Okay. So the message, but it depends on the nature of the planets because each one has its own meaning. So okay. if you mix the energy of Capricorn mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. which essentially is reputation mm-hmm. inte- and your integrity mm-hmm. and your professionalism, Mm-hmm. regardless of whether you have a profession, but how you handle yourself in a respectful, self-respect, self-discipline. Okay. And being responsible. Okay. So those are the positive traits of Capricorn. And wisdom. I like and that. self-management. Okay. Like if you're in a jam, you know how you work. So you handle yourself in a way that you're not going to have a meltdown, but you will, through your wisdom, thoughtfully come up with a logical plan to handle yourself and get something better out of the situation. Okay. Because sometimes a crisis happens for the betterment. Sometimes something has to be shown like what's wrong in order to fix it. Okay. So what planets are in Capricorn right now? The sun, Mercury, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. Those are big planets. Well, yeah. Well, Pluto's quite far away from the sun, mm-hmm. the farthest. Okay. Now that it's, so it takes 268 years for Pluto to go around the sun. Wow. And right now it's also around the 268th anniversary of the United States. Whoa. Oh, wow. So you see, and Pluto's the planet of power. So power can be used well to raise people up, shared power, group endeavors, uh, you know, collaboration. Mm -hmm. Much can be accomplished by that. But Pluto is the misuse of power, too, where you can, like, you know, put your thought. Like, just think of an example of a good supervisor or leader. Okay. When they leave, people, even though in the culture people don't like the boss, but people are disappointed if you had a fair decent supervisor Mm -hmm. if you've ever had one that isn't right and people are always happy when the one who isn't goes right because they're always hoping for the more you know Mm -hmm. so that's an example of how people relate to power so is that going to do the fact that this is also a presidential election 
Yes, but that's only a smidgen. No. Because um, that's a different thing. Okay. But it's part of this. But there's also um, 13 full moons in 2020. Ooh. Oh, wow. Usually there's 12, one per month. Right. Oh. But in the month of October, we have two full moons. And it's a longer month, so you could have one like at the beginning and 28 <laughs> days later. Mm-hmm. However, then the second full moon of any month is referred to as the blue moon. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how they say, oh, once in a blue moon? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. where that comes from. Oh. oh. <laughs> it just blew our minds. Well, it doesn't happen every year. Right. So it means, you know, once in a while, like every two years, every three years, whatever, mm-hmm. you have a month that has two huh. full moons. So that's the blue moon, like out of the blue. That's where that saying comes from. And on this year, the blue moon in October is exactly on Halloween. That's my <gasps> son's birthday. Which oh, is even more odd. Yes. That is really crazy. Isn't that it? is yeah. crazy. Right. And so, I mean, no one planned that. It's just the way the planets right. go around. But so that is, um, and we also have this year three super moons. Super moons are when the sun and the moon are closer together than normal. Okay. Okay. Like if you look through a telescope, you mm-hmm. can see this. Right. Okay. But you can't tell. So, okay. And so that magnetism between those two things intensifies things as well as all these aspects in Capricorn. So what mm-hmm. you're talking about is power, Pluto. Okay. Integrity. Mm-hmm. Saturn. Jupiter. Expansion. Mm-hmm. Mercury is currently in Capricorn, the logical thinking, mm-hmm. and it's Capricorn season. So we have a lot there. For, right. Then, and we've also had two eclipses mm-hmm. in recent. So think of an eclipse. Right. Now there's an eclipse coming up on the 10th, correct? Yes. Although in Buffalo, it might be in the early morning hours of the 11th. Okay. But yes. So how long do all these planets stay in Capricorn? Well, a lot of them stay in Capricorn. The three big ones stay in Capricorn until almost the end of the calendar year. Oh, okay. Saturn steps out. But so steps it's like this for in. a good amount of time. Right. Well, yes, because Jupiter and Saturn change in the last two weeks of December of Ooh. 2020. Finally leave. So they're sort of in and out, but that's two years short of 2021 so, or two weeks short of 2021. So mm-hmm. everything you're talking about with the planets and Capricorn, that's going to be like this all year. It's a theme. Wow. So the question is, but if you're an earth sign, like Capricorn's earth, mm-hmm. so if you're a Taurus or a Virgo, mm-hmm. that will be easy for you. Right. Because it's uh, for astrology people that makes a trine. Hallelujah. Or if you're a water sign, <laughs> which is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, mm-hmm. it's not going to be as stressful as if, but you may be living with people who it is. Right. Because you see, everybody's right. going to be called out to do their best. You'll see organizations will maybe, I don't know, have a dispute over who's going to be the, it's a leadership issue. Okay. Well, and okay. the values of the leaders. Mm-hmm. So obviously it affects politics and politics affects the economy. Right. But I'm just going to say this without, thus far, I really don't know who's running for president of the Democratic Party because mm-hmm. the Democratic Party is not announced Right, their candidate is mm-hmm. right, which I think is odd because usually by now, 
even before the Democratic National right. Convention, which is usually yeah. in the summer, mm-hmm. you have one or two people that are more the front runners. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that is not happening this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like 20 people running. Right. Yeah. And this one's yes. popular for 10 weeks and then that one. Dr- yeah. it, but that's in a very unusual pattern if you look at previous years mm-hmm. and go back and look. So that's due to all this 2020 stuff. Ah. Nobody's really emerging. And, huh. the par- and look at the and the Republican Party. They're not running anybody. The current president is not a Republican, but they're supporting him. He did, the current president did not run on the Republican ticket in the previous election. They endorsed him, and he did, but he was not ever a Republican. Oh. Look at history. Okay. Okay, they endorsed him because they gotcha. thought he could win. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, he was not a part of that political machine. Okay. So you see that the whole political flavor of the country is going through change because what are people looking for in a leader? That's really the question. That's mm-hmm. why all they can't decide mm-hmm. uh, of who would be the right. most right. Um, suitable. If I were a Democrat, I might say who's going to beat the president. And if I were the president's side, I might say, well, who? Who's how are be we the go- opponent? Yeah, right. and how are we going to win again? I mean, right. that's it's right. Just common sense right right but the conditions are very different than they've ever been that's so interesting yeah and people are also not doing the check mark they're voting in by the computer Mm -hmm. and there always is a question of right i don't validity the yeah well there has been but we'll see if that continues into this year right so it's really hard to tell because i've done a lot of the charts of the people who claim to be running Mm -hmm. but Anybody the, stick out for you? No, because they peter out all the people. Uh, wow. I mean, think of... Yeah, that's just, very interesting. Just yeah. watch the news. Yeah, it's right. nothing I'm... I'm just looking at it from an astro point of view. Right, well, I, right. I think it says something that the astrology point of view and actually the factual yeah. politics of what <laughs> is going on are are married together. I think that right. just Well, there is a lot of issues about power and integrity. And right, mm-hmm. there is. I would say not everybody agrees on them, right. but clearly those are keynote points. Right. And mm-hmm. they're keynote points, but it means for every person, right. maybe not you're running for office, but right. in your job, your family, mm-hmm. you know, right. um, people are going to be reevaluating what's, you know, What's the best choices? So I just want to review this. So the signs you think most affected by where the planets are and everything, what are the- Most affected in a stressful manner. In a stressful manner are what? I just want to review that. Capricorn. Okay. Sweet. Cancer. (laughs) Okay. Aries. Libra. But if you were born like in the second half of that sign- Right. Mm-hmm. You'll be more affected than if you were born in the first half. Oh, I got something going for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> However, wait, I'm going to keep going. Yes. There's other aspects. So the fixed signs of the Zodiac are Scorpio, mm-hmm. Leo, mm-hmm. Aquarius, and um, Taurus. Okay. If you're born in like the first week of those signs. Okay. You're going to have a different influence, which is going to be a bit of shifts that you didn't select that you're going to have to adapt to. Okay. Oh. So, for example, let's say you work someplace and the place goes out of business and you get laid off and everybody gets laid off where you work. It's not about a lot. Or, you know, you can't help it. Or maybe your plant is going to open on the other side of town and now you have to drive 30 minutes to go to your job. But you have no control over that they moved it. 
Right. Right. It's things that maybe, or maybe um, you live in a city where they're digging up part of the road for construction, like right. they did here. On all of Buffalo. Five. Right. All yeah. of Buffalo. Well, all of yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. But you know, no, but you know how the Skyway was. That was a direct right. effect for anyone going yeah. Skyway. Okay. So yeah. if you live in, that you have to use that, it's mm-hmm. going to affect, but right. it's nothing to do with your personal thought. Right. Right. So those kind of things that affect people, but they don't have control over can happen too. Okay. So what about other, the other signs you haven't mentioned, like Sagittarius? I know. Yeah. Gem- I'm like, <clears throat> Sagittarius. No. Um, Gemini. You didn't, like, what about the other signs? Well, the point pre- is it's more business as usual. Okay. okay. Rather okay. than having something more intense, drastic, overly, but don't forget if you are that sign, mm-hmm. right. Let's say you're a Gemini, mm-hmm. right. You might live with somebody who's a Capricorn or right. work with somebody who's one of, right, so right. they're dealing with it. So you'll be dealing with it via them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could use a year right. off, so I'm glad you didn't say Sagittarius, but I right. live with two Capricorns. Yeah. So, Hey, and a, and a Scorpio <laughs> and a Scorpio. Yeah. And I'm, you know, in business <laughs> with a Capricorn as well. So Yay. Capricorn's a good sign to be in business <laughs> with because they rules business. Oh, mm-hmm. perfect. Yes. But I would say your business <laughs> may change. Oh. You may decide what's the next higher step of this business. All right. Because Capricorn that. is about success in business. Mm-hmm. So this year you'll say, okay, what can we do to make this better next year? Right. And you'll observe everything you did and come up with the two of you. You'll have a discussion. And we already did today. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you've seen our, we've already upped our game with our um, equipment. So we're yes, getting there. But you'll be doing this maybe in three months from now, you'll pick one other thing and bump it up. All right. And you see your I'm view of the whole thing is how to pull yourself up to be more successful because you're a voice, the right. two of you. Right. And yeah. you're trying to give people some kind of information yeah. that hopefully they can use to improve their life. Yeah. Right. So everything's going upward. So you're part of that informational. Right. Piece. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love so that. So you might find a better way to do it or mm-hmm. pick. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to. So yeah. that's <laughs> what it's about. It's about raising yeah. the bar. And Love people it. who don't want to raise the bar, who are, don't want to be responsible people, mm-hmm. are going to show up bigger as not responsible. Oh, oh. so it's going to call people out, too. You got it. Oh, to to integrity. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you'll see a lot of people who don't might have to learn to meet the challenge. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they might become somewhat embarrassed if it becomes obvious that they're not working as hard as the other teammates. That may, that is. I mean, Huge. there's a part of me that's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. It's that's, just, yeah. that's great. Absolutely. Yes, but if you have great. someone like that around you, what are you going to do with them? You, you have support to support them. Right. You have to try it. <laughs> no, you have to try and coach them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But first you have to decide if they're coachable. No, that's, yeah. that's you, a very good question. Or you can try attempt to coach them. And if they become uncoachable, right. you have to go to plan B. Yeah, let them go. Yeah. Right, but I wouldn't just let them go. You oh, have right. to no, no. You have to give them a chance first. Don't go from zero to a hundred. I mean, I give everybody eighty chances. Right, do. I don't know where this True voice story. is coming from. I'm ready to cut throat everybody. Yeah, really. I give everybody eighty chances, but I'm the like super is, excited. The that question he'll... is how to motivate other people successfully. Right. Yes. If you're a leader, right. you have to motivate other people successfully so everybody grows together. Yeah, exactly. And so if hmm. somebody isn't going to want to put in the effort mm-hmm. to grow or they then they don't belong on your team. Right. Absolutely. So you can try and improve them, but 
if you see they're they, when you're working harder than they are for them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where your question mark comes in. Okay. I really appreciate that statement. I feel like this year is really going to bring out all of the workers and all of the slackers. It will. And mm-hmm. you either step up or... Mm-hmm. Right. Or even just meet your basic responsibilities because you know there's people who don't do that. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, but the tolerance for that is going to be less because people are feeling, oh, this is a good opportunity. We don't want to, you know, right. when we're all driving 20, we don't want you driving five miles an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um. So can we talk, let's talk about the the full moons. And okay, so, and I want to talk about the eclipses. Yes, yes. So, can we talk about the one coming up? Sure, can. Okay. Now, okay. So, what happens during an eclipse? First of all, mm-hmm. are you asking me? No, I'm okay. just saying, <laughs> generally speaking, <laughs> yes. As that part of something is hidden for a certain period of time, the solar eclipse, the sun is hidden. Mm-hmm. Lunar eclipse, part of the moon is hidden. Mm-hmm. Okay. But lunar eclipses, which we have a lot of this year, the moon has to do with your emotions mm-hmm. and also the emotions of the public, oh. like the mass emotion. Okay. Okay. Of people. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Um, all right. I'm going to give a silly example. Okay. The color of the year, according to Pantone, is some kind of a bluish blue. denim mm-hmm. that's a little lighter than navy blue color. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I don't know what it's called. So... How people emotionally relate to their color, I have no idea or why they picked it. I'm not in that field. Mm -hmm. But that's the flavor. Color is, you know, if you walked in a room painted that color and people are wearing that color, Mm -hmm. it's creating a certain energy. Mm -hmm. Whereas the color was bright red, that would create a different energy. Which is funny because it's the year of the blue moon. Yeah, well, mm. one of the years. One of the years. Yeah. One of the years. But now, so now denim's back in style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. In every catalog you see, if you're a lady and you're not wearing a denim dress, you're out of fashion. <laughs> Please. <laughs> let's go back, you know, how they say. <laughs> Only, so, but I'm saying this, that that tone expresses something. Okay. But it's also the fact that the hidden part, the hidden side of things comes out during an eclipse. Mm-hmm. So you may detect information or find out things that have been held secret, Ooh. either on purpose or because they're more private, come out just because they do. Huh. Huh. Or it could be even in your personal life. Right. Mm-hmm. Or it could be something in the news, like some big news. Love okay. that. Okay. So do, or you may sense something intuitionally. Mm-hmm. And think that, how could that be? Stick to it and just observe. Something will show you that you're on the track. That's so interesting. Wow. So Secrets come out, too. <clears throat> oh, man. So it's better, to, it's just saying it's better to be honest with people. Yeah. Right. So now the full moon that the eclipse is happening on is in Cancer. Yes. Because it's Capricorn season and the yes. full moon, that's the opposite sign. Yep. So can, the moon rules Cancer. Mm-hmm. Because cancer is the sign of the emotion in the mother, mm-hmm. in the home, mm-hmm. and protection. It mm-hmm. also rules old age, actually, mm-hmm. cancer. And so it's your um, heart chakra for people who speak that <laughs> language, because that's the emotion. A lot of stuff makes sense right now. A lot of emotional healing is going to occur, but sometime in order to get the healing, you have to look at something hard yeah. and release it, which is work. And then 
it resolves yeah. your emotional body. Right. So people are going to be on this one mm-hmm. for the next six months till the next one, confronting that adds to the flavor of all what we just said. Uh, A higher do, and don't forget, it's not just your emotion; it's the emotions of the general public mm-hmm. are ruled by the moon too. So think of like the collective unconscious. Going to say the Carl collective. Young, right? And think of what's coming out like in the media. And mm-hmm. I don't know if people read newspapers anymore, but my husband does. Well, so do I, but. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, or different sources yeah. and what the emotional reaction of the people is right. to whatever these facts are and how they're reported too, right. because right. you can watch a few, you can read in different magazines or whatever the Get same story is not right. exactly the same conclusion. It just depends right. on the perspective. Mm-hmm. So you'll see, but emotionality combined with that intensity and responsibility is quite the quite the combination. Right. Huh. So it's not a lightweight combination. Yeah. But it's supposedly to improve things so people realize, like, something's wrong. Yeah. Now it's time to improve it. Like, for example, I had a dream two nights ago that a hot water tank in my basement was leaking. Uh, and I went down there the next morning and it was. Mm-hmm. So I had to have it fixed. I had the plumber here today unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. So it's a good thing that that came through my dream, but that's part of the emotional and the unconscious cycle too, because that could have been a, thank God I caught it at the early stage because the furniture and other things down there that could have been damaged. Right. That's a great metaphor. Right. For like, but water is ruled by the moon too. And the basement and the unconscious is ruled by the moon too. Huh. And the how, okay. So I'm just saying things that are usually more, like you don't usually go in the basement unless you're doing the laundry or something. Right. You know, it's not like right. a part of the house unless you have a family room down there that right. most people use every day. Right. So. So when is the next, so are, how many lunar eclipses are there? This, this year, year, I think there's three. Okay. Are, so what's the difference between a lunar eclipse and a, like, and not a the solar? Fifth, yes. Like what happens during the solar eclipse? That Okay, you know how, there was just one around you know how you can't look. Yes, but if they're in your zone, mm-hmm. which that wasn't close to Western New York. Okay. You know, you're not supposed to look at the solar eclipse or right. you can go blind because of the. Yeah. Okay. Well, it wasn't yes. close enough to us. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what happens is, you know how the sun gets blacked out yes. right. by the moon. And then as it moves across it, but that can be where the lunar eclipse, it's the reverse. Yeah. The sun blocks the moon, Mm -hmm. and so, but that isn't dangerous to your eyesight to look at. But the solar eclipse has to do with more the masculine side of going forward and making change, and the lunar eclipse is more emotional things. Right. So. So much makes sense right now. I know. Seriously. Well, if you're in a situation right now where you're reevaluating certain things, situations, people around you, people that have these zodiac signs or some more structured situation, because don't forget, Capricorn rules the traditional structure. Yeah. Well, think of all the things. So Pluto went into Capricorn in 112808, right after Obama was elected, but before he took office. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so what happened then is when that mortgage crisis was announced, right? but Bush couldn't do anything about it because he was leaving office and Obama couldn't do anything about it because he hadn't been inaugurated. There was sort of that lame duck period. Mm -hmm. But you see, 
Pluto, power, money, all those big corporations. Remember that? Yeah, the government right. yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Pluto also rules OPM, other people's money. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like when you put money in a bank, you're right. mixing or a mortgage. But do you see how they lend all those big companies? Yeah. Because they were right. never too big to fail. Yeah. Right. So that was what they did at the time. If that happened today, I don't know if that would happen. Yeah. Right. But in four mm-hmm. years from now, in 2024, Pluto's going to go into Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole new, like more technology technology and humanitarianism, how to balance those two things. Oh, oh, wow. So all these young people who have ideas about that is they're going to be old enough to come into more power. Yeah. Because you have to be 35 to run for president. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I mean, I'm not saying anybody 35 will. Right, right. But yeah, that's a whole new It's just new a new era. generation. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Or people who were born like the last week of the calendar year, the first few days of January 2020, uh-huh. they weren't born with that in their zodiac. Hmm. So they're going to be some interesting leaders, but they're only one week old, so they can't do too much. Right. <laughs> not so much right now. Yeah. <laughs> No, but in 1989, there was a cluster of planets like that, too. And you'll see the people born, they call them the 89ers. They're yeah. going to start making, well, I don't know, they're like 30, 31 now. So yeah. They're really yeah. not quite electable. Right. Maybe locally. but So you'll see. When they get a little older, that will have an impact. Because they'll be the thought leaders. So. I didn't plan on talking about this, but around 30, 31 is when like 29, 30. 29 is your Saturn return. Okay. That's when you become an astrological adult. Okay. Oh, interesting. But certain people, when they get to that, what they were born with, like Mm -hmm. if you were born with these combinations we just talked about, Mm -hmm. then your chart has five planets in one sign. Wow. A friend of mine had a grandchild born during this time. Wow. That's so, really cool. But, you know, you don't know the child's two weeks old. So. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Give it a second. <laughs> yeah. But you'll see some interesting ideas and leaderships will come in, in the farther future from these people. Wow. I That's I, so interesting. I know. I like, know. this is so fascinating. So we want to backtrack a little bit and talk about the difference between mediumship and psychic. Yes, there's a drastic difference. Okay. Can you talk about that? Yes, I'm going to start with being a medium. Okay. Most mediums are psychic, meaning they can sort of feel the energy around you or maybe predict a bit about where you, what's going to, not what you're going to pick, because that mm-hmm. no reading should take away anybody's free will. Mm-hmm. They may Ooh, explain the circumstances that. Yeah. that you will be faced with, but it's up to you to mm-hmm. pick what you want to do with it. Right. Or they may advise you how to handle it better to get more out of it. Okay. But you don't tell people things are going to happen to them. Right. Like they have no choice because it's false. And I don't believe in that. Okay. We're born with free will. Yes. But it's if you can use the planets as a guidance mm-hmm. and still keep your own mind, that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Just like people look at their blood tests as a guidance to see what to do with their health. Mm-hmm. Like if they notice their cholesterol went up four points at the annual exam, then maybe they'll change their diet to bring it down or go to the gym. I mean, it's no different than that. Right. It's information. How you use it, it's up to the person. Okay. So. If I'm going to go into a mediumship, that means I will be bringing through people that once lived that are not alive anymore. Okay. And so it might be people that the client knew, Mm -hmm. like maybe their grandparents or something, if they knew them, 
Or it could be someone in their family who maybe passed before they were born, but the family knew them. Do you know what I'm saying? Is that the same as a spirit guide? No, no, no. Okay. Spirit guides ain't people. Right. Oh. Okay. okay. No, no. Mediumship talks to people who Mm -hmm. were once alive that are no longer on the earth plane, Mm -hmm. but their soul is hanging out. Mm -hmm. So you can sort of dial them up and see what they say or what the advice is, or they may give you a signature of like how they died or pretend they had a favorite song or, you know, there's something about them or sometimes people get the name Mm -hmm. or it was whatever on this side or the mother or father's side, but they come through and then they may have a message for the person. Okay. You might say, uncle Bob says, blah, blah, blah. And the reader may not even know what that means. Mm -hmm. They don't need to, as long as the client knows. Right. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Or sometimes the things that you tell the client, um, you don't know. Like pretend Uncle Bob shows me a white horse. Well, how mm-hmm. would I know that your Uncle Bob owned a white horse? But you might know that. Mm-hmm. So that would just prove it's Uncle Bob. But if in addition to that, I said, oh, you know, something about your life mm-hmm. that he would know about that not too many people know about, then mm-hmm. that would be advice from the spirit rather than recognition. Okay. Okay. That makes so sense. So let's say that I get a message from your spirit guide. Mm-hmm. Spirit guides were not necessarily people that were ever alive. Okay. They're like angels. Angels have never been live people. Okay. Hmm. Yes. When you die, you don't become an angel because the gravity, like the weight of the soul of an angel and of a person, it has to be heavy enough to come to the earth plane. Now, you can talk to angels when you're up there, but you ain't being one. Okay. Because angels have never lived on the earth plane. Their powers are between us and God. Yeah. And spirits can raise to that level who have been on the earth plane, but angels have never been here is the difference. Okay. Huh. So that's some people, it's a very uncommon thing that people, okay. Or let's say you're studying, um, I don't know, is there anything either of you are studying? I'm studying mediumship right now. No, I don't want to pick that example. Okay. Is anybody studying like learning how to knit or, you know, anything? I'm I'm going to start studying yoga. Does okay. Mean- Let's say you want to take a yoga class and you're not, you're a beginner. Mm-hmm. It's possible that if you have an aptitude or spirit really wants you to do this, they may send you someone who was a well-known yoga teacher on the earth plane. But okay. you might not know who they are. They could have been in India or in Singapore. Right. And you will feel the presence maybe of that individual around you, mm-hmm. either talking to you about yoga in your sleep, in your dreams, or when you practice, you will feel that. Okay. Because they're like attract, because they angels and spirit guides don't change subjects. Okay. So let's pretend you go to college and mm-hmm. you take an English class or a composition class. You're not going to find that their teacher in the university is teaching chemistry next semester. <laughs> that, makes, that makes a it's lot of sense. Because their that vibration does. is not, is writing right. and not chemistry. And it's the same as above, so below. Okay. So pretend you wanted to be an artist, a young person. Mm-hmm. Pretend they admire the artwork of, I don't know, pick anybody. They may, you know... Those type of artists might come through. That's so fascinating. For example, think okay, think of Mozart. Has everybody seen the movie Amadeus? If you yes. haven't, it's worth renting. Yes. So it shows in there how he heard the music. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He was a medium for music. 
Remember, he wrote down all the orchestrations right. real fast. Right. He heard every instrument simultaneously. And he also never made an erasure. That's true in that movie or a mistake. Mm -hmm. First time, last time. Everything he wrote was perfect. Wow. Because he was, and at the, sort of toward the end of the movie, remember Salieri, the arch rival? Mm-hmm. He was looking at him, and he was in a wheelchair, and he looks very raggedy. And Mozart was dying his last three weeks of his life when he wrote all those Jupiter Symphony and everything. And he looked over, and in the movie, he says, he was watching him compose. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, it looked like he was taking dictation from God, and he was. Wow. Wow. And sometimes when you do something in a very inspired way, you're just following that. Mm-hmm. Like, do you understand? Like, did you ever yeah. write a paper and you, oh, I can't believe I wrote that and it yeah. just went really yeah, fast? Right. Or people paint a painting and they don't, or whatever you love something. People mm -hmm. who love to garden can go out there for five hours and they think they've been out there for one hour. Right. Because they're so absorbed. It's like you lose track of time. Yeah. In a good way because you're happy. Yeah. And yeah. Like that. Then you are a medium for what you are doing, whether you think you're a, a medium passing messages or not. You're on that thread. Okay. Or people who love to cook. They can make a meal for 20 people, mm -hmm. and it might take them five hours. But to them, it was so easy, and they loved it. Yeah, they it. love doing it. Mm -hmm. Same thing. They're on their thread. So psychics can tune in on the other person's thread. Okay. It, but a medium tunes in on the thread of the spirits around them, the spirit guide around them, the angelic presences around them. Okay. So that you're on a different station. Okay. That makes sense. Like, turn on the radio. If I turn on this station, I'll hear classical music. Mm -hmm. If I turn on this one, maybe I'll hear rap. It's mm -hmm. still the radio. But the station and the vibration of the music of the band just depends where I put the dial. But people's dials are inside them. So once you discover your inner dial, you discover your gift. Ah, and then you tune yeah. into it That's upstairs. That's a great example. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's making it more simple. Right. It'll come to you if you allow it. Mm -hmm. That's why we have meditation. So then when, um, so you talk about mediumship, you're getting messages from yeah, above. from upstairs. Yes, from upstairs. So psychic is I'm tuning psychic. into your vibration. Okay. For example, everybody has some degree of telepathy. Mm -hmm. Like if I say, oh, think... Think of you think of so and so and they call you within two minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure mm -hmm. that's happened that to everybody right. all the time. I yeah, know. right. Well, that means you're tuned into their thing. Or even if, um, oh, I don't know. Let's say you're um, having a conversation about a, a particular per person comes up and then you run into them at the corner, right? right? Even though they don't live near there, right? Yeah. So, like, what would they be doing buying yeah. gas at that station? Yeah. Right. When it's not near their house. I mean, just right. a, a alleged coincidence. Yeah. Okay. Well, you must have felt or, you know, something about that. Mm -hmm. You're almost getting a pre, a pre-information. And then when you see them, you're like, oh, how funny. I, uh, <laughs> I you know, must be psychic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, I deposited my check and I ran into Joe Blow at the bank. And yeah. I haven't seen him in years. And we just talked about him yesterday because we all used to work with him. And then there you go. So it's like that. It's sort of like, it's, think of music. Mm -hmm. If you have a tuning fork mm -hmm. tuned to C, 
and so do I. And I ring mine. Yours is going to ring if you're sitting across from me because literally it is the same measured vibration. Sound vibration can be measured. So when I say we're in the same vibe and I have two tuning forks and I hit one and you hold the other and yours starts to move, right. they're, they're literally in the same sound vibration. Wow. I mean, you can see it that, yeah. when they do that voice. To, okay, it's measured scientifically. So if your wavelength <laughs> of your mind is like going in and it intersects with somebody else's, that's mm -hmm. a an alleged coincidence. Right. Wow. Does that make sense? It does. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. A little too much sense. Right. And it, the way you explain everything is incredibly amazing. helpful. Yeah, yeah. Like you do it in a it's really It's not that great big way. of a mystery if you understand <laughs> what's behind it. But if right. you don't, people get freaked out by that. Yes. They go, oh, I can't believe what happened. Like in that tone. Mm -hmm. It's frightening to certain people. Right. So they run away from it. Mm -hmm. Right. And many people have been taught by various religious philosophies and stuff that right. that is bad. Black magic. Yes, or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, so you also use tarot cards as well. Absolutely. So what, like, talk about that a little bit. Like, The tarot cards are composed of symbols. Mm -hmm. And if you understand Jungian psychology, symbols mm -hmm. are how your unconscious mind responds to things. Okay? Mm -hmm. Like if I showed people of driving age, a stop sign, most of them would tell me what that was. Even if it was um, the octagon without the word stop in it, if it right. was red with the white trim, mm -hmm. they would say, oh, that's a symbol for a stop sign mm -hmm. or a circle or a square. So, or different symbols in every single culture mean the same thing. Okay. So, or pictures, like if I show you a picture, a drawing of something, mm -hmm. like, um, a pleasant drawing of a boy and a girl in a meadow that create evokes a certain feeling. Mm -hmm. Well, tarot cards are based on the symbols, not just in your own personal unconscious mind, mm -hmm. but in what we call the collective, mm -hmm. like the big soup. Mm -hmm. Like, so when Carl Jung traveled at a time when travel wasn't as common because we didn't have international flights. Mm -hmm. So he went to China is one place he went, and he studied the mandalas there, you know, the circles yep. for meditation. Mm -hmm. And different ones mean different things, but they're still all mandalas. Mm -hmm. And then he went to study the, uh, I think, the Hopi Indians in the USA, and he found that their mandalas, they made rugs, not paintings out of them. Mm -hmm. But the symbology, even though it wasn't identical was almost identical. They meant the same thing. So how did these people in China know what these people were doing? Yeah. The Native American culture, like in the 1800s when there was no phones or whatever, and yet they meant the same and they were the same, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So he was very taken by all these things. Mm -hmm. And that's what he studied. So he came up with books, um, Man and His Symbols. It's a great coffee table book. Go to the library and just sit there and look at it. It's all pictures. And you'll see that in all these different cultures, the same symbol meant the same thing. So when you're reading tarot, what you're doing is you're, if you're doing it correctly, I mean, you can memorize what the cards mean, but that's right. not what it's about. And a deeper level, you hook into all that and mm -hmm. the person and see, you know, where they're headed or what their energy is around them that's taking them to their next possible step or what blocks them from taking it. Right. So that's the cards are revealing because if there's a blockage, it'll show you 
what the block is mm-hmm. hmm. or the why. Yeah. So, and tarot is also connected to the Kabbalah, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's one little layer of something a whole lot deeper. Okay. Just like his numerology, just mm-hmm. like his astrology. Mm-hmm. It's all part of one big system that if you understand the system, it's easier to identify the little pieces in it. Faith, Anna, I can't even with that interview. <laughs> my, I had so, like, my mind was just going the entire time. I feel like I even need to listen back to this podcast and, like, take notes. Right. Like, 100%. There were people, like, when she was speaking, there were so many people who came to mind that I was like, I don't think they listen to her podcast, but they should listen to this one. Right. Yeah. 100%. You know, because 100%. there was so much that just made sense that yes. she, like, brought together in ways that I just, again, didn't really connect to astrology or mediumship or any of that. And right. so many questions that I had that, like, I had so many questions going in that she ended up answering without me ever asking. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And what I loved is that when she talked about the forecast for 2020 and how like shit's going to blow up for Capricorns. Um, <laughs> actually today is when the stellium occurs. So there's five planets in Capricorn today. Today. Okay, um, cool. But not just how it affects Capricorns though, but how it affects everybody. everybody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. chances are you got a Capricorn in your life. It's going to affect your life too. Well, I'm really glad that I'm a Sagittarius now because I'm right. like, I'm like, <laughs> you she, live with two Capricorns. Yeah, but bitch. then I go, I live with two <laughs> Capricorns so I could use a year off personally because right. I think I'm just going to have to be like their cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. And I loved her whole history, like how, she, when she started like mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, she heard something else and like right. how she researched it and stuff because, ah, the whole thing so was amazing. we have the freakiest part of the whole thing to tell you. You guys, you guys, you guys aren't going to believe this. We can't. This even. is actually true. Like I don't. True it's story. This like, actually, kind of freaked us out. Yes. So we talked about it before, and we were like, we want her to do readings on both of us. And I said, we don't have a show if we don't have her do readings. Which, by the way, I was incorrect because she was so epic that we have an amazing show without them. One hundred percent. But I'll let Anna explain what happened. So. um, we went on the road for this podcast. So we went to her offices and when we uploaded everything on anchor, we were using a hotspot. We thought everything was kosher. Majority of it worked and downloaded. And the only two things that did not download from our podcast were our readings. Can you even believe that shit? Which is kind of crazy because after the readings, Anna and I had a phone call and I told her I didn't know if I felt comfortable sharing it Same. on the air. Same. And Anna, we like kind of went back and forth. We're like, well, let's listen to them and hear how it went. Because yeah. they were both incredibly personal. Yeah. Very personal. Yeah. So we both were kind of like, oh, I don't know. Let's see. And then we didn't even get that option no. because they never uploaded. Yeah. Everything uploaded yeah. except them. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy, it which I feel like so was the crazy. universe intervening. Like, oh, 100 Made that decision for us. 100 Which, like, honestly, I'm getting goosebumps talking about I know, it. same. Oh, my God. But I can't tell you guys how accurate she was in our readings. And, like, even when there were things that didn't make sense that she said to me afterwards, yeah. they made total sense. Right. Like, I've been able to connect it since then. Um, just, like, a little bit. Like, mine was essentially about parenting mm-hmm. and things I have to work on. And Anna's was about romance. Oh, my God. Mine was all about how, like, my, uh, and this is all I'm going to say, my heart chakra is still totally blocked. <laughs> so I have been spending, like, I've been doing some deep reflection on that shit 
ever since this interview. And it was so funny because Anna and I are so loud. Obviously. Right. We're so loud and obnoxious. So like when she was doing Anna's, I was trying, I had to like sit on my hands because she was doing Anna's and I was like, you're so right. I, like, I was like, oh my God, you totally nailed it. I and know. then like she was doing mine and Anna's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, you know it. We, That's exactly how she do. Right. <laughs> but like, we couldn't say that. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah. like we were trying to be polite, but then like, as soon as we got in the car, we're like, she was so right. Oh my God. Like, she was so spot on. It was amazing. We want you guys, you have, I know for a fact, I'm going to be booking an appointment with her. Um, I, I highly recommend. I'm totally going back to her. You guys, just for some clarity, just for anything, like she's incredible. So we're going to leave all of her contact information here. Yes. And I'm going to let you start this off. Okay. So you can find her on Facebook at Ellen Bourne. It's E-L-L-E-N-B-O-U-R-N. She's also her website. So where you can book... <laughs> I was trying to yes, test the song little, and it just it works. Sorry. Um, you can also um, book through her website, which is www.ellenborn.com. She offers a ton of services. She offer, She is a Reiki master. She does astrology readings. She does psychic mediumship readings. She is offering, uh, she uses tarot as well. She is offering a tarot class on February 11th. At I think, I think that one's in Kenmore. All of this information is on her website. So please, please, please go to that. She offers classes. She had talked about they're doing a big astrology conference um, at Lilydale coming up in the fall, I believe. She also does services. She does um, like services where you can come and be around other people. And she said afterwards, they always go for like coffee or brunch. Yeah, because she's a reverend. talk more. Yes. Yes. So she also does services. I thought she said once Mm. a month. Yes, I think it was once a month. It's all on her website, her whole calendar. And then she's also on Twitter at at Ellen Bourne, B-O-U-R-N. Um, and she does um, a, a daily forecast mm-hmm. every day. So she'll post stuff. Which is day. really cool. Yes. <laughs> so we highly recommend it, you guys. She was so great. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to her episode. Like magic. <laughs> her magic. She was so magic. She was so sweet. She was so much fun. So informative. Major shout we out to it. Anna who brought her into our podcast. Uh, major shout out to Emily who got me a reading with her <laughs> and then brought her onto the podcast. So <laughs> we hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you so much, Reverend Ellen Bourne. And I have a song to All lead right. us out. Oh, good. I don't know how this is going to sound. We did not do a sound check on this. We so did I'm really not. Sorry. No, we're hoping you can even hear us at yeah. this point. <laughs> I'm okay. so freaked out about the readings. Okay, here we go. Okay, bye.
Get into the light. 